Magnificent morning, folks. This is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Her is an acronym for heroic, empowering, and resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. Its main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story possibly an illness, a financial burden, or a dead-end job. Various circumstances that may have occurred throughout your life causing a sense of isolation. However, when you feel like you've hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who have gone through the very same barriers you may be facing today, but they didn't give up. In fact, they use their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. You are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. And good morning, good people. Welcome to Her Story. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time tuning in today, I thank you so much. It's Wednesday. It's hump day. It's almost the weekend. So it's time to just feel renewed and refreshed and just push forward. So I want to take this time today for us to just breathe in and just take out uh, anything that you may be feeling that may be weighing you down. Because just because we're here today to even hear this message and to go through today, it's a blessing. So her story was curated to bring light to different women who have broken their chains of adversity. And today I have with me an empowering queen, uh, a great and resilient sister, Dr. Latorsha Holden. Dr. Holden, can you please tell the listeners hello? Hey, yes. Well, I'm Dr. Latarsha Holden, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia, and mother of six children and grandmother of four. Okay, great. So, uh, shout out to ATL. I see we have a down south connection. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm currently in New Orleans, Louisiana. So, shout out to the south. Oh, um, awesome. right. <laughs> so, I'm excited <laughs> that you're on the show, Dr. Holden, because you're so open. You're open about your past and you're not ashamed of your past. And you've realized that it's not what you've been through, but how you make your way out of that situation. And for that reason, within itself is very admirable um from homeless to gd to doctor and just so much more in between i'm ready to listen so i want us to dive into your story oh my goodness you know um it is i think i'm still coming down off a 10-year run Mm -hmm. um they're just the last 10 and a half years, only by the grace of God, there's no way I could have did it. Because at 35 years old, I found myself homeless with six children. I had a GED, so I was uneducated, underemployed, no resources. And I um, I came across Crossroads. Mm-hmm. You know, um, here I am living in a board-up house at Squatters with my kids. I'm lost. I don't know, I, I just I just made a, a, a vow. I made a vow that the streets would not raise my children or the jails was going to house them. And I just thought, okay, I start crying and praying, saying, I got to do something to fight for my family. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I rolled in school. I tell you, I just know within the last few years, I went from a GED to a doctor degree, from homelessness to a political candidate in last year's election. 
and a 12-time published author within the last year and a half. So I'm still like, okay, God, what just happened? <laughs> right. And that's truly amazing because when I just think about life, you know, no one story is, um, you know, you can't really compare another one, uh, someone's story yeah. to the other. But when I think about those moments in my life where I wanted to crumble and, you know, really fold when I think being homeless, like to wrap my mind around that, um, you know, just with you may be stressed from day to day or month to month, not being able to pay your bills fully, but being homeless, like that's a big stretch, you know? So like for you to be homeless and sitting here talking to me today, to be a woman that has so many accolades and just involved in so much, that's really resilient. And I want us to backtrack a little just for you to give, um, a brief, I guess, a summary of where you're from in the environment that you came from within your adolescent years. Like, were there certain experiences from your childhood or your adolescent years that, you know, shaped you to where you were kind of in a rocky bottom? You, you know, um, I, I was born, I was raised in a two-parent home, the oldest of three girls, but I was raised, my, my parents, by me being old, it was they treated me as if that was nothing I could do right. You know, mm -hmm. like I was just in school up. I mean, my sisters can make major mistakes and it was blown off. I can sneeze and I'm just being physically, I can sneeze the wrong way. And it's like, uh, you know, you ain't going to be nothing. And, and I think by me being a peacemaker and my love language words of affirmation, it just tore me down. It tore me down as a person. So by the time I got to 10th grade, I dropped out of school. Mm -hmm. I had four kids by the age of 22. So I was a person that was lost at an early age. I didn't have any goals or dreams. So for God to, for him to take me at 35 years old, my mindset was defeated. I mean, I was at the rock, not only homeless, living in a board-up house at squatters when I enrolled in college, but my mindset was so defeated and so full, and my life was so full of rejection. I honestly, I honestly thought he was trying to kill me. That mm -hmm. purging process, that because he wouldn't allow no one to help me. Um, every time I go ask for help, been home, we was home for two years. So we talking about shelters, cars, um, board up house. Uh, 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 someone had just moved out of their apartment, and that was junky. I asked him to get dinner that night. It was. It was, it was the hardest time of my life, and um, I, I just give it up. He did not step in. There's no way I could be here. It, it, I, I cannot take I didn't have it. I wasn't that smart enough to go from a GD to a doctor. The only thing I knew, I started to trust him. That's all. He, he was all I had. I started to trust him, and before I knew it, I went from an AA degree to a BA to an MBA. Then I got sent to the PhD program, and... I'm, I'm still in, um, but I made a vow, and I said, God, to bring out of homelessness and hopelessness, I'll go back and fight for others. I came out of school in 2015, and I kept my vow, and that's how I ran for office um, last year for city mm -hmm. council. That's amazing. It really is. And it's just like a, a perfect segue to what I want to briefly discuss, like, uh, you know, leaning and trusting God. Like, you mentioned that, and... Just last week, you know how like on Instagram, you have the option for someone to ask you a question, right? 
And someone asked me a question like, how do I grow closer to God or how did you grow closer to God? And so when I thought about it, I thought about when my life was really low. You know, I was in a situation where I felt like I couldn't go to anyone for help and I didn't have it within myself. So I thought about my faith and just my foundation. And I'm like the only person, not even a person, the only being and higher source that I know is God, the father, Jesus Christ. And it's just, it was in that point that I realized that, you know, if I do commit myself to God, if I, you know, if I, I focus and um, that I, I gain some sense of value in myself and who I am, that I come from the most high God. You know, it's in that point where I just I always tell myself I have to fix my crown. And I realized yeah. that when I continue to pray, how much happiness I gained when I when I, um, I guess, you know, climbed out of that dark hole and I climbed out of that situation. But within that, that happiness was still a choice. That happiness is God given. So I have to be happy in the worst of days. Praise God. In the best of days. Praise God. And so when I found that balance, that's really how I got closer to the father and it's just amazing that you said that because, well, I just wanted to compare the same type of story. You know, I think that God sometimes yeah. uses us when we're at rock bottom just to show us that we need him and that he's not going to leave us. Um, so with that, you you said that, um, you know, you had dropped out in the 10th grade. So that point that, uh, I guess that grade, that gray area when you had dropped out, when did you go back to even get your GED? Like, when did you make that decision? Like, okay, I need to at least get my GED and try to figure out what I'm going to do. I think I was about 22, mm-hmm. um, 23, because I have my fourth child at 22, and I was like, okay, I got to at least do that. And, um, but it, it was a struggle. I mean, you talking about when I enrolled in college, I was 35 years old, so last time I've been in homeless 
what like were there any type of resources or tools that you used um even with you like you know going going back to school you said you had got um aa and then you got your bachelor so was there any type of tools or resources that you used within that process or you know were your children an influence for you to continue your education as well you know what they were i made outside america but i only made two other vows and the first one I made to my six children um, 10 years ago, I just made a vow. I said, well, the streets are not going to raise y'all, and the girls are not going to house them. Mm-hmm. And although mentally and, and financially, mentally I was not there. I was so embarrassed. I mean, I couldn't afford nothing for my kids. We went years without Christmases, and and I, and I just told them, I said, and, I, and I, I gave them the only thing I had. The only thing that I had to, to give, I said, well... I said, I don't have no money to give y'all materially, but if I can teach you all how to serve now at your Lord, then I'm giving you a strong foundation to build on to become great leaders. Mm-hmm. And at this time, they were like, Mom, we don't have nothing. How are we going to give back and help somebody? And I said, I know it, but I, I, I want to show you all how to serve. Right. Now, mentally, I had checked out. This was really my will of, of, as a, as to, to give something to my kids. And out of me showing them how to give back, we did events in the community around Hurricane Katrina time. And out of me showing them how to serve, they turned around. And one by one, my son came in his senior year in high school and said, Mother, by what you showed me when we was going through our homeless and my well serving joining the United States Marine Corps. He just retired after 10 and a half years. Amazing. And he just said, Mom, yes, he said, Mom, I still want to continue serving, so he's now a student, get a um, biology degree, because he yes, a biology yes. mm-hmm. I had a daughter say, Mom, I will give back, she want to go into medical school, she's an EMT, and now she's a college student, get her bachelor's in human services. I have another daughter say, Mom, my will of giving back is going to the human service. She's about to graduate next year with her bachelor's and also graduate next month from basic training in the Army. And and then I have a daughter now that's 17. She's a two-time Christian published author, youth speaker, youth advocate. Yes. Um, she just got herself into Alabama State, but she's not going to, uh, we just, uh, she just passed her ass now, so we'll take her to the National Guard for her on tomorrow. And so everybody, my youngest son, he's 16, he's a youth advocate, but everybody is, that's probably my most, proudest accomplishment that I was able to to lead my family not on a ho- not only out of homelessness but to also give them hope as well. Yes, to give them hope and to be a service to others. And yes. that's that's so important. You know, um because every morning, um, well pretty much with within the past two years, I was kind of in a slump and, you know, uh, I knew and I well I knew in my heart that God gave me talents, you know, and I kept on praying on them like, God, how can I use these talents? How can you use me? And then um, I saw the quote by Dr. Martin Luther King, use me, God, show me how to take who I am, who I want to be and what I can do and use it for a purpose greater than myself. And at that moment, I was currently working as a, a legislative administrator for a councilwoman, but the people or the constituents that constantly came in, it wasn't a job, you know? I I looked at it more as a ministry because I saw these individuals 
kind of like just, you know, just passed on, you know, someone is too busy, a department head is too busy to take the time out to help them. So it was just like, I fell in love with helping the community and providing resources to those individuals. So it was in, within that, I knew that my purpose was within serving others. And, um, you know, I try to do as many projects as I can within the community or, you know, creating something to try to give back to other people. And I think people don't realize just how important that is just to genuinely, genuinely give back, genuinely have yeah. the need and yeah. the want to, to serve others. Not, not like you said earlier, not for yourself to get the glory, but for God to get the glory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So can we go into, you, I know you said you're a, a 12 times book author as well. So what type of books did you, did you write? Um, were there any types of tools or resources? I know to, uh, to help other others develop their leadership capabilities. Oh my God. You know, I think once I, I have been, so, uh, I think once I started to let go Everything that's thrown thrown out. My twelve books are all different genres. You got my life story, No Longer Lost. Then I wrote a full part. I remember when I was in a PhD program, one of my classmates, she like pastor. I'm I'm an ordained pastor, and she was like, I'm not trying to be friends. She said, but with all this work we got, because they had came to some of my book signings, she's like, where do you find the time to write anything else? And I said, you know, but being a community advocate. Um, I say that I, I want to show love to other people, mm-hmm. and, and writing was a way I can show love and compassion to other people that I probably never meet. So I wrote my life story. I wrote a four-part youth series for ages 11 to 15 that deal with teen dating violence, sex trafficking, bullying, love and forgiveness. Then I wrote four children's books for elementary kids to teach them how to be kind and loving and respecting one another. I wrote a book called The Crucible. That's for ministry. That's for those who are new to uh, Christianity or new members out of church to let them know this is not a game being a Christian. There's nothing cute about saying I'm a Christian. This is actually, you're going into war. Mm-hmm. So, And then I wrote a training manual. So I can go back and do workshops and training to help my brothers and sisters who are still lost. That's beautiful. Um, so the, the three elements incorporated that's also a, a program, different programs, different levels of programming you have, right? Well, that's the business I started because I was like, God, okay, I, I've, I've been doing, I've sold my seeds of doing stuff for free for the last 10 years. Speaking for free, and I'm like, well, I don't have a corporate background. I don't have to God, how can I make a living for myself and, and still serve? And I just took the three elements of who I am, no matter if you see me. I got newspaper clipping that goes back to 2005 while before people even knew me before I had any degrees while I was out here in the community. And I said, God, all I have to offer is love, compassion, and service. Mm-hmm. So that's how I named my business, Three Elements, Inc. That's because every time my books will hear me speak, you're going to get those three elements of who Latarsha is at the core. And so I do workshops. Um, motivational speaking, coaching, and parenting classes. And so Three Elements, Inc. was my business that I launched on September 1st of this year. 
love it, love it, love it. I love everything about that. You are really, oh, you just giving me chills as I speak to you right now. Um, so amazing, so amazing. Um, but before we close out, I just I want you to give advice. You know, just what advice do you give to the young lady? who may be a single mother or who may have children who may be going through it and they don't really see their way out right now, what advice would you give her? Well, first I want to be totally honest. Um, it's going to be times where I feel like you want to give up. I mean, it's going to be times where I feel like, Lord, <laughs> you know, I'm pushing nobody's helping and go, you know, I'm trying my best. My advice is you keep you keep going. If you have to cry, if you have to limp, if you have to crawl to that finish line, you keep going. Mm-hmm. Own your space. My mentor told me to own my space. And I realized I took that a little further because own your space means you deserve to be here and fight for your dream just like the next person. Yes. And I had mm-hmm. so fight for you, you're worth it. My goal today is, is, is to leave when God called me home that I've empty myself to show compassion anything my gifts and talents when he called me home the world would know that i was here yes and so that's what you that's what you got to do for you and your family keep pushing they're gonna laugh they're gonna talk who cares they're gonna laugh if you're doing good they're gonna talk about if you're doing bad mm-hmm. that's what i came to realize i don't you know i i just had to learn and whether you stand with me or not i'm gonna keep doing what god called me to do and so that's my encouragement to you. Keep doing what they, whether family members stand up for you or, or come on along. A lot of times God don't want those people to go with you. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times he don't want people, you know, he he knows their heart. You know, right. we're looking at that we care and we love them. And God said, I know them. Mm-hmm. So my thing is just keep fighting. Don't give up. I guarantee you, if you keep going, you're going to see the light at the end of the talk. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for having me. No problem at all. Uh, at this time, too, would you like to share like your social media handle? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, if, if someone would love for me, I would love to come and speak and encourage um, your, your audience, your church. Um, so you can go to my website, www.thenumber3elementsinc.el. E-M-E-N-T-S-I-N-C dot com, threeelementsinc dot com. That's my website. You can see more about my service. You can even book me there. I'm on all social media outlets. Just type in Latarsha Holden. You can also email me at Latarsha Holden. That's L-A-T-A-R-S-H-A-H-O-L-D-E-N, Latarsha Holden at yahoo.com. Give me a ring, 404-838-9587. Well, you, ho- you um, heard her audience. She gave you multiple ways to contact her. And once again, this is a young woman who is so empowering and has so much tools and resources to just give and to provide. And someone, as she said, shows love and compassion and just by speaking to you, I know that you you do it with genuinity, and I, I I really admire that. So, um, audience, in closing, always remember that your story is not solely for you. It is meant to be shared with other women and to provide hope to those facing similar hurdles. You don't have to be ashamed, and you definitely don't have to be afraid to share. 
You are a victor, you are a winner, and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life and troubles do not last always. You are her, heroic, empowering, and resilient. And I'm gonna ask one more favor, guys. If you are tuning in, I hope that you are empowered or motivated in some way. And if you were, please share. Her story is on Instagram at her story underscore podcast, Facebook at her story podcast. You can um, listen to her story every Wednesday on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Be Baton Rude. So thank you again, Dr. Holden. Thank you for having me. Yes, most definitely. And audience, once again, this is Jay Jameson and we're out.